All right, welcome to the part two interview with Jeremy Resmer. And if you haven't listened to part one, go back to realestateaudios.com, listen in on there, or check out the Deals Today podcast in your app. And while you're in the app, go ahead and subscribe and review it if you can. This interview with Jeremy Resmer, he's a fascinating character. He's built a business in less than four years, and it's much more than just a wholesaling business. Like I said in the title, it's a multi-purpose business in which he's buying up, flipping property that has a higher margin in his area where he has a rehab team in place. He's wholesaling the rest. He's flipping land. He's buying multifamily on terms. He's building a business to suit his preference in his local markets. Now, in this interview, he's going to be talking about his struggles when he got started, his story, how he got started. He's going to be giving advice on finding deals, and he's going to be giving a particular suggestion to people getting started, people who want to know more about a certain topic. And it's going to be a suggestion that might not get a lot of liking and that suggestion is on getting a coach jeremy has hired plenty of coaches in his life i've hired a coach for my land flipping business and i can say from experience with a coach like that with a good coach it does increase your chances of success faster exponentially so you know, there's my thoughts on coaching though is that there's a lot of animosity towards it in the real estate investing niche in the space there's it, particularly when you visit the forums there's a lot of hate towards it um, especially the people who charge you know, five thousand dollars for a seminar for a weekend boot camp um, i'm not giving my good or bad opinion on those there's good coaches out there there's bad coaches out there but the ones that are good are definitely worth the money but the the there's often people who put themselves in a bubble and just say, you know, you can get all the free information online on biggerpockets.com. And that is true. You can. But don't forget that comes with the cost. I, I know I've scoured through the Bigger Pockets forums looking for advice on how to do certain things, only to my demise, only to be spending a lot more money and time turning, spinning my wheels, implementing advice from God knows who. So, the, the funny thing about the coaching, though, the funny thing about these same people that are preaching that you don't need a coach to get started. Now, that may or may not be true for you, but those same people who are saying it's unethical to charge money for informational products are the same people who turn around and are asking for sellers to give them thirty, forty, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in equity for their property. Because that's what we do as as uh, investors when we are seeking a discount on from from houses, from distressed houses, from these motivated sellers, that is our exchange. That's what we're selling. We're selling our problem-solving uh, abilities or our cash offers for a big chunk of the pie from their house. And usually it's $100,000 or more in equity. So it's ironic. The irony writes itself here on how these people are giving the finger to coaches who are asking for five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, but turn around and ask for 10 times the amount from a seller. You know, what's the difference here? I don't know. But the, the, the suggestion for Jeremy is is a good suggestion for a lot of people. There's a lot of good coaches, a lot of bad ones, of course. I know that that animosity comes from a reason. 
But I put my money in my mouth is, and I do buy informational products every year. And I don't look at it as an expense. I look at it as an investment. And that's how we should look at all informational products. So anyway, we're going to get to the interview. He's going to be talking about a lot of tidbits in here. And of course, here comes my shameless pitch so that you can get on my email list and subscribe and get my valuable tidbits every day on my daily emails. And of course, you get a free seminar video if you sign up. It's on 40 ways to find a deal. Check it out there. It's completely free. It's at realestateaudios.com slash flipping. It's exclusive to podcast listeners. All right, let's get to the interview. Were there any other struggles when you started besides the funding? Any big, any big struggles or any big problems you came across? And how did you solve those? Finding deals. At first, I, I you just you know I, I didn't really know. I was trusting a coach who was telling you know you know send out direct mail, do this, do that, and I really didn't know how all this was going to work. And so I'm trusting somebody, and then at the same time, I'm traveling out of the country for weeks at a time. I'm sending direct mail. I'm spending a whole lot of money. I can't follow up with people. So here I am. I just spent you know hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, and so I wasn't getting those deals because I wasn't following up. And I just had too much, just had too many things going on at once. And so it was hard for me to find the deals at first. And then once I made the transition, and this is just me personally, I took a huge leap and said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I got to you know, jump in, you know, with all my time and all my energy. And quite honestly, I, I was having some, some major personal challenges and I needed to step away from the nonprofit I was at. I mean, I loved it. It was great work, but just things were going on at home. And I just, I was burned out and I needed to be home with my family. And so I said, Hey, you know, this real estate, you know, I'm doing it part time, you know, maybe I can transition, transition into this full time and made the leap. And there were months where I was flipping houses, didn't have many wholesale deals at all. And I didn't know where the money was going to come from. And my wife is a, a stay at home mom. Uh, she left the workforce uh, to be with our three kids and to homeschool them. And we love traveling. We love the flexibility of our own schedule. And so the challenge was now I needed to make money. And so I was, you know, on the hook and it was hard. And for about 18 months, it was really, really stressful. You know, you close a deal, but hey, what's next? How are we going to pay the bills next month or, you know, six months down the road? So um, that was really, really scary. But at the same time, it forced me to say, hey, listen, I got to figure out a way to make this work. And I put in a lot of time, a lot of hours. And, uh, you know, ultimately we did, you know, so here we are now you know, operating in different markets and, and doing different things, working with lots of different folks. And, um, you know, recently we got into uh, to multifamily. So, you know, we went, I don't know if this is something you want to even want to talk about, but at the end of 2018, we had, we were midway through December, we had zero rental properties and we had one that just fell in our lap. And then we decided, Hey, let's, let's get a couple more. And so literally in a, in a span of 11 months, we picked up, I think 39 doors all multifamily or some single family? We started with single family. So single, the couple fell in our lap. And, uh, and this was the point where we started to kind of figure out the PPC. And we started to figure out, you know, how to generate leads and how to follow up. And so it, it was crazy because, you know, all these things sort of happened kind of at the same time. We had this snowball effect where maybe, maybe we just understood our market better, or maybe we just, you know, knew what marketing works best for us. But all that started to kind of happen at the same time. And then I just started to reach out to, to people that um, wholesalers that were wholesaling apartment buildings. And so I just you know put it out there. Hey, we're looking for rental properties, duplexes, multifamily, you know, whatever. And so 
at that time, you know, my partner was pushing for this. I'm like, man, I don't really know multifamily. We've just got a couple of rentals. We've got a couple of duplexes. And so little by little, we were picking stuff up. And I started to get more comfortable because I was the one meeting with, um, you know, sellers. I was meeting with other wholesalers who had properties under contract. And so finally, he just said, listen, you know, what about multifamily? Are, are you ready to do it? I'm like, no, but I'm just going to put it out there and see. So I posted on Facebook and I said, listen, anybody that has multifamily doors available, I'm, I'm looking to buy. And so sure enough, it was within a week, a guy posted a property and it was eight units and about 30 people said, yeah, I'm interested. But I followed up with this guy and sent him an email. I had said, hey, man, if you give me first crack at this and get me in, I'll take my property manager there and I'll let you know right away. And so he loved that approach. He loved how, how hungry I was. And so we ended up picking up eight doors for 175000 And those eight doors were bringing in about 3000 a month. And so we ended up getting the rents up uh, within just a couple of months. Uh, now we've only owned it now for, we're coming into our eighth month. And now we're bringing in about 4,500 a month on those eight units. So we found a lender. So we, we asked several different lenders and many of them said, hey, no, we won't fund it. Or, hey, this is a little bit of a unique property. Um, this looks like more like a single family. And we just, we just kept knocking on doors, calling lenders and trying to see who would fund it. So we found one that would do it. And, um, you know, we ended up putting in, I don't know, probably 15,000 of our own money. We made some basic improvements when, when units turned over and a little bit to the exterior, but, you know, maybe $1,500. I mean, nothing, hardly. The property was so under, the uh, rents were so under market and we're like, you know, we can raise rent. We need to raise rents. And so as those tenants, uh, the leases were being renewed. Our property manager just said, hey, listen, these are right now are going for like 385, 395 a month. These should be closer to, you know, 550, maybe 600. And so literally we started that process um, of increasing rents, forcing appreciation. And uh, just this week, we are going to refinance that property. Like I said, we're coming into our eighth month of ownership. We've, you know, done really, really well with this property so far. And we got an appraisal value of 290000 So that's once. So that was an eight unit. And then literally uh, a couple of uh, weeks later, I got a call for someone who said, hey, listen, we got 19 units. Um, you know, are, are you interested? I said, well, you know, here's the price I need to be at. OK, we can make that work. I went out with my property manager. It was a very, very basic, you know, sort of inspection. But I realized this was a huge opportunity. And, you know, rents were you know, somewhere in the range of five hundred and you know, ninety. I'm sorry, four, 490 a month for a two one for 19 units. And market rent was anywhere between seven and eight hundred. And we just said, hey, listen, th this is a killer deal. And so we ended up getting it under contract right then and there. And now we're in the process right now. We've owned that one for about three months. And we've pushed rents all the way up to uh, we were between seven fifty and eight hundred. And we bought it all in for about eight hundred and fifty thousand. That's with the the wholesale fee and closing costs and all that. And, um, you know, we're working with a lender right now who thinks our valuation here in the next two to three months is going to be between 1.1 and 1.2 million. And we're going to refinance that one as well. Awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, we could probably do a whole um, show on just multifamily because, <laughs> yeah, dude, um, going back to when you were struggling, kind of when it didn't seem like you, you kind of quit your day job at the time and you're going from deal to deal every month. Was there a, a turning point for you where 
you went from being worried about getting food on the table to having consistent inflow of deals and turnover and, and having a, a, a ongoing business that actually looks, looks like it's going to work? Yeah, it took us probably, I mean, I'm still working on that, right? I mean, I'm putting the people, getting the right people on the bus and putting them in the right seats. But it's taken, you know, probably a good 18 months to really transition and, uh, you know, to be honest with you, it took at least 12 months to get to, to stabilization where I'm like, okay, I'm not stressing every single day about, you know, putting, putting food on the table. If you can avoid that situation, you know, and still continue working your job and, and earning enough income on the side, when you get to that transition point where you could jump ship and say, Hey, I want to do this full time. If you can do that, I would recommend it. However, people like me, I, I just my personality is, hey, just jump headfirst. I have a lot of faith, a lot of belief in myself, and I knew that I could potentially fail, but I just I knew that I wanted to do real estate, and like I said, I had to move out of that position that I was in because of all the personal stuff going on, and so I didn't want to go and hop into another job just for the security of the income. When I felt like, hey, I'm going to be back in real estate anyways, I just said, hey, I want to make this happen. I was thinking long term. And uh, yeah, I mean, it took at least 12 months to get to a point where, you know, I had stable income. But I also burned through $25,000, the safety net that I did have, which really wasn't that much. But, you know, eventually we able to kind of work our way out of that and, and get, you know, stable income from the business bring new people on and have them focus on, on different aspects so that we can, you know, really focus on having a business. But, uh, it, it was hard, man. Definitely huge. When you, that transition you're talking about, like that 12 months, were you doing all the acquisitions by yourself or you already had your boots on the ground, a team member? Well, so I was doing everything at the time in Nashville. So I was doing, um, I was doing all of the, the lead follow-up. So a lead comes in, boom, I'm answering live calls. So I would be at a house. We'd have one or two projects going at once that we're flipping. And like, I would be there. Sometimes I'd be, you know, swinging a hammer, doing some of the work. A phone call would come in. I answer the phone. Hey, you know, Mr. Seller, have that conversation. Okay. You want me to come check out your house? Okay. What time works for you? And then maybe it was that day or a different day. I would run over to that appointment and I'd meet with them, try to get it under contract. You know, presumably I want to wholesale it if I can. And, uh, you know, then I would be back to the, to the property managing contractors or, you know, running around, going, getting stuff from Lowe's or Home Depot. It was crazy, man. So, I mean, I was running all over Nashville trying to do a little bit of everything and it just wasn't scalable. It was burning me out. And, you know, that's, that wasn't why I got into the, into this business. However, that said, I knew that it was do or die. I needed to make a living. So I was going to do whatever it took to get to that point to be able to at some point get out of, you know, that rat race. And, you know, my guys love working at, at properties really early because they'll drive and they want to avoid Nashville traffic. So they'll get at a house sometimes 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, listen, guys, I want to wake up and have breakfast with my kids. And so I'm going to be at the house maybe 7, 7.30. And that was, that was early, right? Because, you know, my kids aren't really that uh, up that early. But you know, I would try to, you know, you know, do a little bit with the family and then head out. And then I'd be working till eight, nine, 10 at night, you know, everyone goes to sleep and I'd still be working on my website. Hey, we got a testimonial. So I'm sending out, you know, Google reviews. Hey, will you please uh, send me a review for, you know, this property, Mr. Seller, thanks for, you know, working together, this and that. And it was just crazy. It was nonstop. That's all I did was work, but I needed that to understand how the business was running. I needed to understand what I didn't want to do, what I liked to do, and then figure out, okay, 
how do I get myself out of this daily grind so that I can actually run the business? And so ultimately, we did find another market. We did find boots on the ground. And then as time allowed, we were able to build up the business in that market. And then no longer was I forced to you know, run all over town. And we were able to make enough money to support that. So it's it, there were so many competing factors and tension that we needed to kind of work through. And it just took a long time. And like I said, it's been at least 18 months, maybe 24 months. We're at a really good place right now. But I'm even still, you know, too, too involved in the day to day. So I'm, I'm looking for, you know, our next team members to be able to, to take some of that workload. And for again, for me to continue to, to focus on, you know, where we need to be and, you know, in the next couple of years. Hey, you're listening to an exclusive interview at realestateaudios.com. And to get yourself more free audios, articles, a daily newsletter, and a free video seminar on 40 ways to find a deal, head over to realestateaudios.com slash flipping. What's your website, by the way? I'd like to check it out for, uh, for motivated sellers. Yeah, so uh, Myrtle Beach Homebuyers. And that's just MyrtleBeachHomeBuyers.com. Is that a carrot site? It is a carrot site. Yep. Cool. I'll and check then, that out, man. Yeah. And then we've got in Nashville, uh, TN is in Tennessee, TNCashOffer.com. And that's our uh, Middle Tennessee home buyers. And which one are they They both pretty equivalent as far as getting leads uh, from the search engines? Both of those? Yeah. Well, so our Middle Tennessee home buyers, so the TN cash offer, that's been around since 2016. So we've had a lot of time. So our site has been able to build up authority. We've had, um, you know, other uh, citation pages and other things going. We've had SEO. We've had three different companies now do SEO for us. So that site generates, I mean, if I didn't even have an SEO company doing anything for me right now, in fact, I did for six months where there was a gap between anybody managing that, we were still getting leads. We were still closing deals. And so that's the beauty of it is, you know, some people, if you need leads now, SEO is not the way to go. But if you're looking for the long term, then if you're able to spend the money, SEO is going to drive a lot of motivated people, right? Because those are folks who they've had an opportunity to look and see all the other, you know, home buyers that are out there. They look at, you know, your credibility, uh, your Google reviews, what other people are saying about you. And so they'll find you on Google. And, you know, from there, they're looking at, you know, you and maybe three or four or six other companies. And so for me, when someone calls me and it's an SEO lead, I know they're motivated. I know they've vetted our site and they've seen all of our reviews and they've seen what what we're doing. So our Myrtle Beach Home Buyers is the one we're really focusing now. We're doing a lot of video testimonials. I don't have any on our Tennessee on our Tennessee site. We focused previously on the Google reviews. So we've got like 31 or 33. And Myrtle Beach is still new for us. So, you know, we're only in this 11 months. So we're starting to, you know, really focus on getting those video testimonials. And we've got to do a better job with our Google stuff. But yeah, um, you know, the online, both, both of those sites are doing re- really well. And, um, you know, we've, we've hired a, a firm that, you know, now they're, they're doing both of those sites and they're doing really, really well for us. Yep. Today is your, is your acquisitions guy, is he meeting with every lead or is he doing some closing over the phone? He doesn't do any of the initial screening. He only gets the leads after they've been screened. So I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, closing deals over the phone. Um, We just haven't got to that point for two reasons. One is we like to build rapport in person and um, we're so uh, what's the what's the word? So so for us, if we're going to wholesale a property, 
um, we're, we just we personally want to make sure that we're putting out a good deal. And so we want to know what are the repair costs. And of course, you know, every flipper is going to have different repair costs, right? But for us, we want to know for us, do we want to flip this house? And so we want to be able to go in and, and have a good eye on that property. And, you know, some people, they get under contract and then they go do that in their inspection period in their 14 days or whatever it is that they do. We like to do it on the front end. And so when we're meeting with that seller, that's how we do that. So the lead comes in, we screen it. If we find that there's motivation, equity, you know, whatever our criteria is, then we say, hey, listen, now we're going to we're going to pass this on to our acquisition manager. We set the appointment. He goes out there. We make the offer in person. And that's our preferred way of doing business. Yeah, awesome. You know, do you? Uh, you know, last question because we we've been we've been talking for uh, for a good hour and twenty minutes now. This is great stuff, man. I really do appreciate you coming on here. And um, do you think that the uh, strategies for finding deals have changed for you from market to market? Honestly, not really. I used to think, oh man, you know, this marketing channel is not working. Or you know, we had we've tried direct mail several different times, and. Um, it just hadn't been that effective for us. And finally, um, I, so I went out to a mastermind this uh, January um, out in Salt Lake with the Wholesaling Inc. guys, and I absolutely loved it because what I realized is, you know, those guys are out there closing about 100 deals or more a year. And what I realized is we're doing a lot of the same things that they're doing. We're focusing on a lot of the same marketing channels, but there were one or two tweaks in a couple of the channels, direct mail being one of them, where we realized this is probably why we're not being successful with direct mail. So we literally changed up the way that we were doing direct mail, the lists we were, you know, some of the lists we were targeting or how we were focusing on, on them and how we were following up with them. And it's been night and day. So in a matter of, I don't know, it's only been about five weeks since I've been out there, direct mail is doing really, really well for us. And so it's not that one channel, I think, is better than the others. It's finding out how to make that channel work. So I think the lesson that I learned is make sure that you don't just go and pick a new channel and start doing it. You go to someone that's really successful with direct mail. You go to someone that's really successful with PPC or Facebook. You find out, hey, are you managing that yourself? Okay, no. Okay, who are you working with? Are you working with the firm? Are you, you know, how is that working? And and understanding what it is that they're doing, and then you figure out, okay, this is what I need to implement in my business because this guy is already successful. I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Let's do the things that are working for other folks, and that's been really really huge for us. Is that you know we've figured out how to have success with SEO where I used to, I mean, at one point, four years ago, uh, when I started out, I was paying like 2,500 bucks a month for SEO. I don't know why I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And now we've got it down where we're paying about 700 bucks a month and the SEO is absolutely crushing it in two markets and Nashville being one, they've been working for us for a, a month and we're generating uh, a whole lot more leads just because we're doing SEO with a firm that knows what they're doing. And I mean, it's, it's priced really good for us. And so, you know, we just have to tweak some things. So uh, I'm happy to not be, you know, be paying 1500 bucks or 2200 bucks or whatever it was that, I, that we were paying. And we've just continued. We, we, we've said, hey, listen, this isn't working right now. What do we need to do to make it work? And so now we're approaching every channel that we work with to say, hey, who's having a lot of success with texting? Who's having success with cold calling? Okay, what are they doing? 
let's model that and let's figure out how that works for us rather than just saying, okay, well, let's try, you know, throw things, throw some things together. Let's assume some things, you know, you can get 80 to 90% of what those guys are doing, but until you actually talk to them or until you actually see their operation, it's that five to 10% that makes all the difference in the world. And so I just, you know, that, that's the approach we're taking, you know, going forward, work with people who've already done it. And uh, what are the changes that you've made in direct mail that, that turned that success? Some of it is the list that we're targeting. So we're not doing the shotgun approach. We're not trying to you know, just go out there and hit you know high equity. Some of the things that you know a lot of people have done for a long time. You have to pay a lot of money for that because y- your response is going to be low, and those people don't necessarily show motivation. So we're looking at multiple lists. We're looking at smaller lists that are focused. We're looking at the frequency. So you know, instead of just uh, saying, hey, for every list, we're going to mail them every six weeks or every eight weeks. We, we stagger that. We adjust it based on the list. And so we've just found out, you know, some of the things that we put on the postcards versus some of the things that we don't put on the postcards uh, have more effectiveness. So what other people have said, we sort of just said, hey, let's test this out for ourselves. Does that really work? And like I said, uh, for us, direct mail has been super effective just in five weeks where we couldn't hardly get deals off of direct mail previously because we, we had these little tweaks that were, were costing us time and money. Last thing, I always ask everyone this, what's, what's some advice you can give to people starting out or people who are in, in the game right now but struggling? If you're just starting out, again, find a coach or a mentor or someone who's in your market or another market that is already effective and making, making you know, crushing it. You know, if you, if you want to be a flipper, go work with a flipper, go, you know, volunteer your time or, uh, you know, go, go sit down with them for coffee, go be part of their crew, whatever that is, and understand how it is that they're doing the volume they're doing. If you want to be a wholesaler, go meet with other wholesalers that are crushing it. You know, people that are doing four, eight, 15 deals a month. What the heck are they doing? And, um, you know, where are they getting their leads from? Where are they getting their deals? You know, they'll tell you, you know, what lists are are working and not working. They'll tell you, but you really gotta, you really gotta commit to it. So, you know, for me, you know, you hear people sometimes on bigger pockets or in other places say, oh, don't spend money on gurus. Oh, it's not worth the, 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 you know, the $5,000 or the $25,000 or what. I can tell you that I have paid for wholesaling coaching, which was, worth every penny. I would have probably paid five times what I paid for wholesaling coaching. I couldn't, I couldn't have gotten that on my own without probably three years of trying to figure it out. Um, I just went to a mastermind. It was like a $10,000 mastermind. And my business partner and I, we we thought really long and hard, like, do we really want to do this? Is it really going to help our business? And I believed it would. And I know that there were things that we needed to tweak and that it would make a big impact. And I can tell you right now that I would have probably paid another two or three times what we paid for that mastermind group. And what's crazy is, you know, just in some of the nuggets that we got, things that we weren't doing uh, that we now are implementing. I mean, we're talking, you know, I think we'll make an additional anywhere from 200 to $300,000 worth of revenue this year from what we learned. And I don't know for sure. It could be more, but I don't think it's going to be any less. Uh, and so, you know, people say, oh, don't spend the money. Don't, you know, you can find everything on bigger pockets. You can figure it out for yourself. Go on YouTube. I, I don't believe that's the case. I, I totally disagree. I disagree as well. I went that route, um, trying to do it yourself. And I spent a lot of money on, uh, on marketing, not knowing what I'm doing, you know, so I completely agree with you. And so I would say that that's a big one. Find those people that are doing it and then, and then focus. 
if you want to be a wholesaler, you know, focus on wholesaling. Don't go back and forth between wholesaling and flipping, because if you do, it's, it's what Gary Keller says in, in uh, the one thing, right? He says, chase two rabbits, you catch none. It's the same thing. If you want to do flipping, then go f- find out how, you know, flipping works. If you want to be a wholesaler, go and, and work with a wholesaler, or find out how, you know, learn everything you can about wholesaling. And then within that, find one channel. Is it direct mail? Go and figure out how direct mail works. Or if you're going to do PPC and that's how you're going to get your leads, go and master that channel. Once you do, and then once you master the follow-up, move on and add a second channel. And once you do that, then add a third. And that's how if you do that, you're not going to be wasting all this money and not being able to serve those leads. Because there's nothing worse than trying to grow your business and you grow it at a point where you can't service them well. And so now you're paying for, for your leads that you never call back or you can never get to. You just don't do it. I've done it. I've heard so many other people do it. But yet new people, they make that same mistake. Because again, you don't know what you don't know and until you go through it yourself. But I'm just saying, hey, if it was me all over again, pick one channel. Don't focus on too many at once. Once you master that one that one thing that you want to do, move on to that next marketing channel, do it well, and then move on. And, and to me, that's a, a scalable approach. And I'm telling you, within six months to a year, you're going to find you've got three, four channels going and you're closing a lot more deals. And uh, you know that to me is the way I would do it, uh, knowing what I know now. I appreciate you have being on the show, man. And um, maybe we'll chat some more. And uh, yeah, appreciate everything you've been sharing, dude. Awesome, man. Thanks for thanks for being on. I appreciate uh, this time that we could have to kind of chat it up. All right, that's a wrap. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please go ahead and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use. It really helps me keep producing these. Just search for the Deals Today podcast in your podcast directory, podcast app. So if you're not on my daily email newsletter, and you want to be and you want to receive the free 40 days to find a deal seminar, go ahead and go to realestateaudios.com slash flipping. Again, that's realestateaudios.com slash flipping.